You're listening to the LaxRecords.com podcast, episode three. Today we're talking with St. Paul's head coach, Rick Bricado, so let's get started. Hey everyone, Mike Loveday here. Welcome to the LaxRecords.com podcast. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for coming. And if you're a returning listener, I'd really appreciate you listening to episode two. The LaxRecords.com podcast is produced every week. You can find show notes at LaxRecords.com podcast, in addition to finding all previous episodes at that location as well. Please come back often. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram, at LaxRecords, and Facebook.com slash LaxRecords. You'll find all the links in the show notes. So today, let's get on to the show. Uh, Coach Picado, thanks for being here today. I appreciate you taking some time to, to do the interview. Um, as I kind of had mentioned in the email, we're going to do some, just kind of talk a little bit about first how to, some tips on how players can make the, the JV or freshman team. I'm sure you've seen quite a few of those as in your days at St. Paul's and, uh, and whatnot. So getting right off the bat, um, what do you think is the biggest factor um, in a player making that JV or freshman team versus possibly getting cut? Uh, that's a great question, Mike. I think, um, you know, primarily we, we look for kids who are really coachable and kind of applying some of the principles um, and the themes and the techniques that we're working on. So I think that's a key one. You know, are, are you coachable? Are you able to apply what you're learning? It's a kind of a, you know, I'm a teacher coach, so it's an extension of the classroom, right, being mm-hmm. out on the field. And, uh, and that's super, super important. Um, and I also always tell the kids, come out in shape. Um, you know, then you don't have to worry about getting in shape while you're playing lacrosse and learning the system of your high school, your new system of your high school and everything. If you come out in shape, you got that piece taken care of. And, uh, and the rest of it is just playing lacrosse and learning lacrosse. Yeah. So you said yeah. um, coachable. What, what, kinda make, what do you see in a player that lets you know right off the bat that he is coachable? You know, uh, good eye contact, somebody who's really listening, who will respond back to you, and then you'll be able to actually see them implement it or at least attempt to implement it, you know, <laughs> as, they're, as they're practicing. Yep. Yeah, because obviously you're looking – I assume you're looking for different things out of a, a player for like a JV team versus a player out of the varsity. Yeah, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. So, um, you know, it, it kind of changes – it changes dramatically making that next jump. Um, but, but we're certainly looking for kids that have that, you know, kind of that semblance of a good – of a decent lacrosse, solid lacrosse IQ that's willing to develop that even more. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Um, so when it comes to the, the, the physical end – what are some of the um, important physical skills a player you'd want to see out of a player at, at that level trying to make that type of team, JV or varsity, or JV yeah, or so, freshman, sorry? You know, we want, we want guys that, that can get up and down the field, but particularly with the style of play that we like. You know, we, we want to see kids that are quick, that are fast, that have really good instincts on ground balls, that, that are not afraid to stick their nose into a pile and pick up a contested ground ball things like that, attackmen that are willing to ride. Um, you know, they may not have all the technique down yet, but they, but they are working hard and they understand the importance of that. And then stick work. I think fun, good, solid fundamentals 
are what we're really looking for because it takes so long to teach kids fundamentals um, and, and really good fundamentals. So, you know, you want to be able to see them come to your program with a, with a core set of, of good fundamentals. Okay. Um, you, you mentioned speed, and that comes up a lot in the, over my years. Why is speed so important in lacrosse? You can't coach it. Um, you know, it's the fastest game on two feet. Um, you, you want kids to be able to get up and down. You have to beat somebody to the ground ball to get in position. It's important, you know, beating somebody around the goal. It's important stopping somebody around the goal that's making a dodge, you know, from the midfield or from the attack, you know. Um, so the speed factor is something that is certainly something that we really value, um, you know, and, and I will say this too, you know, speed and quickness are different things. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and quickness is important too. When somebody makes a good cut, a good, you know, change of direction, uh, who can, who can recover, um, play in defense, uh, quickly, you know, so those are things that are, that are vital that we're always kind of looking for. Right. And, you know, just so any of the players out there that might be listening that maybe aren't the fastest players, what would you say to them? Like, it's one of those, like, I'm sure you don't want to discourage people from coming out and trying out for the team, but if they're not what you would consider or what they would consider fast now, like if they're not, right. the, you know, if they're not on the track yep. team, you know, what either, what can they do? Or, you know, maybe there's an alternative for them. Maybe they're not playing the attack, but is there something else for them to do for the team? To help yeah, we, you know, we see that quite a bit because not everybody's the fastest guy. Yeah. Have, uh, boy, we, we've had some really speedy players at St. Paul's. We've also had some guys that I wouldn't put into that category at all, but that mm-hmm. are quick. They have a good, you know, kind of change of direction one way or another. Um, being in shape, having stamina, to sustain your running, you know, um, is important too. So, you know, those things can be overlooked. They certainly can, but you can work on your speed as well. You know, our strength and conditioning program, uh, we have certain techniques that help the kids with their speed, whether it's using parachutes or resistance or other things that really help them increase, uh, increase their, the, the foot speed they, that they have. Okay. Um, and you know, one of the things that kind of comes to my mind is obviously, lacrosse IQ, field awareness, things like that, I'm sure that can help kind of compensate for some of the, you know, maybe lack of speed that a player has. Like if they know they can put themselves in the right position at the right time. Um, Yeah, two things really help there, I think. I think you nailed it, Mike. Um, You know, it's the physicality of the game, of course, is important. But if you have that intelligence and the skill work with the stick, those two things can overcome an awful lot. You know, so I think you nailed it right there. And so speaking of the mental part of the game, like for a player coming out for freshman at JV, you know, maybe they've played some club, maybe they haven't, maybe they're just like, they, they found the game, you know, in eighth grade and really hadn't got that chance to refine themselves. What should a player be mentally prepared for when they're trying out for that, that team? You know, I think for, for a fresh sophomore, for a JV, um, you're, you're mentally preparing yourself for the next level of play, right? So mm-hmm. you are, you know, understanding that you kind of have to start to see some plays ahead of when they start to happen, um, whether it's a pass on a clear or a pass offensively or a beat on a ground ball off the wing on a face-off. Those are things that you want to kind of, you know, be able to pick up and, and see and help kids understand. You know, getting in the right spot when your teammate picks up a ground ball so that you're in a passing lane rather than being at a disadvantage for your teammate. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do you when you're looking at a, team or a player and kind of evaluating, what do you like to see most out of a player that's trying to make that team? 
Like their work th ethic is a is a big thing for me. Their work ethic it's kind of a it's a four prong factor for me. I'm looking at their work ethic, which includes their coachability. You know how how hard they're willing to work and uh, and uh, uh, develop their game and be coached. Um, I'm looking at their stick skill level. There's no doubt about that. I'm looking at their physical and mental toughness. Um, you know, because that's something that needs to develop too as you move up the ranks. And then, of course, I'm looking at their athleticism. Okay. All right. Um, and I'm going to ask you uh, two things on the opposite end of the spectrum here. So just yeah. uh, really quick answers. Um, what's the biggest mistake you see young players make when trying to make the team? Um, being afraid of making mistakes and the fear of failure, I think, is a big mistake that kids make. You know, um, and then another piece, especially with kids today, is um, is kind of the lax bro mentality, you know, um, not really being willing to kind of dig it out and grind it out and uh, and and respect the game. So those are the two biggest mistakes that I see kids oftentimes make now okay. um, on the opposite on opposite end of that spectrum. What's the, the biggest positive thing you see young players do when trying to make the team? Having a great uh, attitude, a very genuine, uh, positive spirit about them, you know, for them and for their teammates, being selfless, I think those are great. And then having those kind of leadership characteristics, I think, are two things that can really set you apart. When you say leadership, like what, is, what kind of things are you looking for, especially out of a young player like that? Yeah, well, you know, the, the willingness to, to get other people involved, to make uh, other people around you better, whether they're older than you or not, um, you know, uh, uh, understanding where your place is kind of on the team, I think that's important too. Um, you know, those, are, those leadership characters are, are, are characteristics. They're, they're really important traits. So, you know, um, I, I love seeing the younger kids come out and even come out for varsity to challenge himself. I think that's, that's a leadership trait, a kid who's willing to challenge himself and, uh, and not just be kind of the, uh, the fat man offense, the kid who is always been, you know, playing in, within his age group rather than, um, you know, rather than kind of challenging themselves to play against some of the older kids. So I love that. And then seeing kids who kind of are humble and know their, know their place, especially when they're playing with some of the older kids, but then, with their with their peers being able to help them and make them a little better. Those are great leadership uh, traits that, you know, can make or break a player and make or break seasons, uh, teams and seasons. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's. I, I don't think I've ever, if you said fat man offense, I don't think I've ever quite heard it put that way before. I, yeah, I like you that, know, I, like I see a lot of that this day. With the, In the day of club lacrosse, I see a lot of it because – so many clubs just want to win games. So they'll put the ball in the stick of their biggest, strongest, fastest, most skilled player. But that kid may not really, you know, he doesn't understand how to then play the game because he's always playing for self rather than for team. So, you know, that, I love seeing the kids that are way more skilled being able to get their teammates involved and be positive and encourage them and, you know, um, make them better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and just to, we're going to kind of sum it up here at the end. Um, what are three things a player can do today to improve his chances of either making that freshman or JV team? Uh, stick work, stick work, stick work, getting on the wall and, and working on that, getting on the goal and really kind of 
you know, not just standing still shooting, but getting on the goal and really kind of shooting on the run, using your right and your left hand, um, you know, developing your off hand. That's important for you. Getting yourself in shape physically in the weight room and, uh, and, and doing some running to be prepared for the next level. Um, you know, and, and I think finally the last piece of it again, uh, comes back to, you know, what are you willing to do to make your team better? And those are what coaches are looking for. You know, if that's going to be a ground ball guy and being really effective off a wing, then, you know, have at it. Um, that's important, you know, and I always say to my kids and when they come to us at the fresh in the freshman year and even in our middle school program, if you are a young man that can pick up ground balls in traffic, you will find a spot to play. We will find a spot for you to play here at St. Paul's. Yeah. Does that ground ball mentality kind of eat? Do you find that a player that's willing to do that has a lot of these traits that we just talked about? Yeah, I do. I do. I think they go hand in hand. You know, and uh, and it's so important for our game. You know, uh, it's it, you, everything starts off the ground. I tell them, you know, as soon as you pick up that ground ball, we're looking to move it up the field, and you know that's where our stick work and our understanding of where to be, our positioning is so important. Because Bing, 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 it doesn't stop till it move, hits the back of the net. <laughs> Hopefully, the back of your net or the opponent's exactly. net. Sorry, <laughs> the opponent's net. Not the opponent, the opponent's right. net. <laughs> hey, everyone. We're going to dig into the second half of our interview with St. Paul's head coach, Rick Bricado in just a moment. But first, I wanted to let you know how you can help support LaxRecords.com. You know, I love what I do, and while I do do it for free, running a website is not free. So you can really help me out by visiting LaxRecords.com shop and using any of the affiliate links included on that page. Right now, I have links for iTunes and Amazon, and I'll be adding more in the future. So if you shop any of those places... All you have to do is click the link and go about your merry way, and we both win. So if you just take a minute, visit the page, let me know what you think. If there's anything that you want on the page, just let me know. Um, but you can really help me out by doing that. So let's get into the second half of our interview with St. Paul's head coach, Rick Bricado, where he talks about the difference between a junior varsity or freshman player and a varsity player and some steps that players can take to make that leap if they don't want to wait to their traditional junior year uh, to get to that spot. So let's get into it. All right, Coach. So um, we've kind of covered the the players making the JV or freshman team. We're going to kind of move on to that player who either uh, wants to make the next step. He's played JV for a couple years and wants to make that varsity. Or maybe it's a player who's coming in on eighth grade and, you know, wants to, wants to be a varsity player right off the bat. Um, probably the biggest thing they should know right off the bat is what's the biggest difference between that JV team, JV style of play and the varsity style of play? Pace of play, I find to be the biggest difference. Um, you know, the game speeds up as you move up and those players that can back, that can kind of slow break that slow pedal, that slow the game down so that they can play within that pace are the ones that really, really are, um, you know, put themselves in the great position to play varsity, make the team and play. And how does a player kind of get to that point in their career? Yeah, that's, uh, that's the, that's a $64,000 question. (laughs) Um, That is, that happens for different players at different times. I think exposure, I think coaching, I think what you do, 
um, when you're you're not having your organized team practices, you know, uh, those are important. Those are important. And, uh, you know, uh, are you making the most out of your time? Are you are you playing a lot of other sports too to develop all of your muscles and staying healthy? You know, these are all things that you can do. And then, you know, I've seen I've seen kids go from fresh soft for two years to be in an impact varsity player when they're a senior. And, you know, those are th those are great rewards for a coach to to see because that light bulb goes off different times for different kids. You know? yeah. And again, I go back to my experience in the classroom, you know, uh, as a teacher, we see it all the time. Our kids don't learn at the same pace, at the same level all year long in my classroom, you know, kids are picking things up um, in, in progressions. And I think that's uh, that's the same thing on the field. Yeah. All right. Um, so what do you think is that, you know, they, they've picked up speed of play. What's that um, it factor? What's that thing that makes that difference between the JV freshman player and that varsity player? Like when you're looking at him, maybe he's a, you know, maybe he's a ninth grader. You know, how yeah. do you make that decision? Like this kid's ready for varsity today. Man, I've been doing this a long time, 31 years as a varsity lacrosse coach and, you know, uh, 18 as a head coach at uh, Kent and at, at St. Paul's. And I just I, I just see that it factor um, kind of be in kids that, you know, um, understand the game, that have the game slow down for them, um, that, you know, that that seem to be able to identify plays before they are happening, um, understanding that, you know, I, I might I might be able to break my guy down here and make a pass, not the pass, like the mm -hmm. home run pass for the assist, but mm -hmm. I might be able to make a pass, which in, ter in, in turn is kind of the hockey assist that leads to the goal, you know, or communication on defense man kids that that have that wow factor for us are the kids that communicate really well on the field they're not barking out orders they're carrying on what i call a conversation to their teammates you know and they're saying the right things of course that's really <laughs> yeah, yeah. because believe me we've had a lot of kids carry on conversations where they are way off pace but what well, a kid really understands it and knows where he's going to needs to be and then where his teammates need to be in a progression that's really important for us as we're looking at defensive players so those kinds of things i think are pivotal for kids to make that leap to the varsity level yeah. i'm sure you have some stories about kids barking out the wrong orders <laughs> You're standing oh, gosh, on the absolutely. Yeah, we sure do. I'm not going to, you know, the names will remain, uh, will remain anonymous. I'm right. not going to say yeah. a word. We got to protect, we got to protect the innocent. <laughs> protect the innocent for sure. Man. Yeah. Um, all right. So, you know, a, a player feels like he's got some of this, like he's listening to this. He's like, you know, I got that. I got that. What are some of the skills that will help a player make that jump a little bit easier? Like they might adjust, help them adjust to that game and that speed of play a little bit faster. Yeah, I think, you know, so for for offensive players, it's um, it's 
you know, developing a set of dodges that work well for you. Um, being able to shoot from a lot of different positions on the field. And, you know, I'm not a coach that says every kid has to shoot overhand. I'm fundamentally sound in, in terms of what I teach. I do believe that, you know, an overhand high to low shot is going to go in the majority of the time. But there are other angles that you have to learn, too. And I think those are what we're looking for. Developing your offhand, and that goes any position on the field. Um, you know, uh, it's important, very important for a goalie and a defenseman to have a solid offhand, too, so that they can make plays on the field. And I think, you know, uh, that's that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for at the end of every practice, what kids made plays. I keep a note of that, you know. Um, it doesn't have to be the home run play, but just the right play. And the kids that make the right play over and over again are the ones I say with consistency are the ones I say, those are the guys that, you know, we want to, we want to earmark for the varsity. Yeah. I want you to elaborate on that a little bit. Cause I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure you've seen a lot more than I know you've seen a lot more than I have, but you know, I go to um, some of the recruiting events and you see, you see the kid and they just hold the ball and they're looking to score. Their eyes are on that goal, like a hawk. They're looking to score cause they yeah. want to impress the coaches elaborate a little bit more on making the right play yeah i think that's uh that's so important i mean you know in our offense and and it's and it's different for different schools some right. schools a lot you know and, and within the framework of their of their team game they put the ball in, in a particular kid's stick for majority of the time you know in a sense, we do as well. We like the ball to go through a kid's stick every position. It might be our best player, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, it might be a Mikey Wynn. It might be a Connor Gill. It might be a Michael Watson, Tim Whiteley, you know. Get the ball, at least in every possession, through their stick, you know. Uh, that's important. But I think that, you know, we're, we're really looking for kids who understand our team concept and that we're going to play what we like to call hot potato lacrosse. And I, and I watch Denver play, and I love Coach Brown's offense because everything's predicated off of passing and, uh, and, and not off of the dodge. The, uh, the dodge doesn't initiate the offense. The pass does. Mm -hmm. So, you know, having that great stick work to be able to make those passes, those sharp passes, not throw a lollipop pass, but make those sharp passes, make the right pass. That's really important, you know, seeing a passing lane when it opens up so you can thread the needle inside or you can throw that diagonal pass, that skip pass accurately where it needs to be. You know, defensively, again, seeing the slide package kind of open up and understand where you need to be in that, in that, whether it's covering the backside, covering the inside, you know, or making that cross crease slide at the right time. Um, you know, a goalie who, you know, understands, you know, not only stops the ball, that's, that's what they get paid to do. But, <laughs> you know, the ones that, that separate for me are the ones that are good in the clearing game you know, um, that have a quick outlet and can get it to the guy, but understand that if he's not open, now they have to turn and make the play, be patient, be poised, and get it to the right spots and look for the right spots to throw it. So, you know, those are all those factors. Yeah. And you guys have sure seen a few good goalies among the other position players over the few years at St. Paul's. And we, we have been really blessed over the years. You know, I kind of, uh, I, I kind of pride myself on knowing the history of St. Paul's and the lacrosse program and all the way dating back to Ed Boyd when he played in the thirties, you know, and, 
just the the host of great great goalies on so many that I'll leave out I'm sure but you know um, uh, you know Les Matthews Bob Clements you know Scott Bacigalupo uh, Gunner Walt, you know, A.J. Barreto. I mean, we've been really blessed. And now Alex, you know, is in that long line. And I know I probably left quite a few others <laughs> out, and I'm sorry for that. Peter Sheehan, there's one I definitely left out. He was tremendous, you know. So there, there, there are a couple of things at St. Paul's I think that we're kind of known for, and that's attackmen and goalies. Um, and uh, and that's the, those are two pretty tight positions for us. Yeah, I guess if you got those two ends of the field, you're you're kind of you're you're starting off well. <laughs> you are, you know, uh, you got to have the face-off guy. You got to be good up the middle. So I th- I always say, you know, if you have a go- a very good goalie and a very good face-off guy, you're going to be in a lot of games yeah. and uh, you're going to win a lot of games. Yeah. All right, coach. Well, you know, I can't thank you enough. It's always a good time talking to you. So uh, I really appreciate you taking some time and and talking to me today. Oh, you're very welcome. It's always great to talk about the game we love. So uh, thanks, Mike. All right. Thanks a lot, Coach. And you have a good day. All right. You take it easy. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. That was the interview. I want to, again, thank St. Paul's head coach, Rick Ricardo, for taking the time out of his busy schedule to, to talk with me. You may notice we didn't talk about his um, retirement from St. Paul's, and that was because we did this interview two weeks before he had actually announced the retirement. So he had told me later on that he knew at the time of the interview, but he didn't want to to make the make the announcement just yet. So again, I thank him for his time. You can find a lot of the information that we discuss in the five tips to be a better lacrosse player. If you go to laxrecords.com slash get better, you'll find a lot of the tips. If you go to laxrecords.com slash podcast, you can find the previous interview with Santa Fe Christian head coach Tom DeMeo, who also discussed a lot of the same questions that we discussed here and had some really good insight on how to become a better lacrosse player. So thanks again, everybody, for listening. Have a good day.